Ferris, should we start this one out with the moment of silence for Kristen Cavallari and Jay Cutler's relationship? Yes. Not enough moments of silence can be had. I know. <laughs> I don't know if you're actually sad or if those are tears of happiness because now Jay is single. My emotions are complicated. <laughs> uh, what? Welcome to Actor for a Generation. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm Ferris. I'm Shireen. Uh, in this podcast, we go through Adam Scott's filmography one film at a time to prove that he is, in fact, the actor of our generation. I was really hoping you'd say it at the same time I did. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. It we can be... redo that one. No, it's okay. okay. This is funnier. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> We're so bad at this. I've been a bit out of this because I haven't done a podcast in a while. I know. You're rusty. I am. Whoa, rusty. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> today, we're talking about another crime TV show Woo-hoo. from the 1990s called... Executive produced by Steven Spielberg with opening credits, opening music uh, by, Hans. by Hans Zimmer. Some class A people there, you know. know. It's called High Incident, which I keep forgetting every time I need to look up because it's such a It's a terrible name. I keep looking up like High Fidelity. I'm like, no, that's not the same thing. And then I think it's Basic Instinct. And I'm like, no, that's not the same thing either. I cannot remember this this thing's this episode. No, sorry. I can't remember the show's name. Uh, so High Incident is a fast-paced look at the life of the officers of the El Camino Police Department. High Incident takes the veers into the trenches with the street police officers where the war on crime is being fought, one criminal at a time, and the casualties are mounting up. I think this is the least interested I've been in a show that we've watched so far. I was very interested when Blair Underwood came on screen because I just went straight into Sex in the City mode and I love that show. And when Paul Giamatti showed up. Not actually Paul Giamatti. <laughs> he looked just like Paul Giamatti. He's like a pudgier <laughs> version of Paul Giamatti. I kept calling him Paul Giamatti the entire time. Um, okay, so... What was this episode about, though? Yeah. I, I mean... I think what I could grasp is that there was, I don't think it was a bank, but it was some sort of vault was getting robbed and they stopped it and then found out it was part of the, what, golden or dragon triad? What What is that? Uh, what is that gang supposed to be called? The triads. The triads. Just call them triads. Yeah, so the episode is centered around a string of um, armored truck robberies. Yeah. Um, that had apparently been conducted by the triads. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't care. <laughs> yeah, the, the storyline for that one wasn't very interesting. It was, it was fine. It was nice seeing, like, officers actually have anxiety. But the weird thing is that there were three different story. There were three different crimes going on. Yeah. And at the same time, we were being introduced to random drama surrounding don't, the police officers that I didn't fully grasp. Don't forget the hostage situation. Four. No, that's three. So there was the triads. There was the dead bodies, and then there was the um, hostage situation. That's true. That's true. 
Because the, uh, the actress one was part of the main storyline. She was part of the main storyline, but also, weirdly, part of the dead body storyline. Which like, is, yeah. Because the dead body was of her third husband. I think we're getting ahead of ourselves. Where does Adam Scott fit into this? All right, so uh, Adam Scott's character is Walter Goning, and he is a one-time character. Mm-hmm. Uh, he gets stopped... For going through a red light and, and, a, stop sign. and a stop sign. Um, and then the cop, he's overly nervous. The cop noticed. No, he was trying really hard to play it cool. Yeah. He was like, oh, here's my co- here's my license. Just do I need to pull up? He's trying to be really helpful. Yeah. So cops notice a bunch of like surgical equipment in uh, his back seat. And got nerd, and we're like, okay, well, we now need to search your car. And at this, like, he's wearing scrubs. Like, you, he's not. He he's wearing scrub scrub bottoms. Scrub bottoms, yeah, but not top. Uh, so the cops open up his trunk, and inside of his trunk there is a dead body. Turns out cadaver. So turns like. Obviously, they think he's a murderer. He's some sort of psychopathic murderer at first. He's like saying, no, I can explain. Um, Turns out he's a medical student and the body is actually a cadaver that he's stolen Mm -hmm. um, to sell for money to the Caribbean countries. Yeah, it was like to this guy who sends it to science, um, what are the labs in the Caribbean. Which I think... But on the on like the black market, I'm assuming. Yeah, and I assume this is actually something that commonly happens. Really? Yeah. From that kind of guy? That guy was weird as hell. So, still, I think it's something that commonly happens. But you're right. Adam Scott is kind of being typecast as a weirdo. Because three rolls in a row. What happened? He was the cool guy for so long. Yeah, he was the cool guy in Dead at 21 and... Boy Meets World. Boy Meets World. He was, you know, a real relatively Just, successful yeah. lawyer dude. Who slept with the reporter. Yeah, in Dead at 21. That wasn't Dead at 21. In uh, at Murder, Murder 1. And then uh, NYPD Blue is a possibly racist weirdo. He was weird. Uh, Hellraiser Bloodline, definite weirdo. I don't know. I can't uh, comment. Just casual sex with a demon for 200 years. Um, what? Yeah, so he summoned, he summoned, or his master summoned a demon, uh, and then he, he killed his master, and then immediately started having sex with the demon. She was attractive, if, if that changes anything. No, I should, I guess I should just listen to this podcast. Yeah, um, and then, like, 200 years later, she's bored and kills him. But anyway. Um, <sighs> yeah, and then this. He's a, he's a bot, cadaver-stealing medical student. He's applying to be a medical student. He's applying for medical school. Yeah. His dad's a doctor. So it didn't really cover it, but it looked like the Paul Giamatti cop was going to let him go if he ratted the seller out. 
Oh, really? That's what I felt was going to happen, and then it didn't get a stat. That, that didn't happen. Honestly, that whole storyline just kind of, like, fell off. It was weird. It didn't really make sense. And then all of a sudden, you get to this camp of hippies, and then you find out this guy has dead bodies. I'm assuming Adam Scott just gave the name, which I think he did say the name of the yeah. person. And then it just kind of went there. But in the middle of him saying the name, there was, like, hostage crisis. There was drama with the cops. And there was also this, like, car on fire in relation to the the um, armored car robberies. Like, it just didn't really flow. It didn't really make sense. But I guess it was their way of just putting in some humor. Because it was really a Weekend at Bernie's situation where there was a dead man... The guy was, like, driving to the... So, essentially, what happened is the police officers find the guy who's been... The seller. The selling these dead bodies to... These cadavers, sorry. To the Caribbean. And he's this, like, hippie. And he handcuffs himself to one of the dead bodies. Essentially, like, I can't leave because I'm attached to the dead body. I don't think that stops police officers. So they have to drive this guy with a dead body to sitting up next to him. Sitting next to him, just like it's just like weekend of Bernie's ish. Drive him to the um, precinct and then they run into that actress lady, this old woman actress lady who was from a different storyline, who just like calls in the police because she wants to give the Paul Giamatti looking character a roll of film. Like it makes no sense. If that if that seems confusing, imagine being like watching this. It was really weird. I'm assuming the show is good though. Like it doesn't seem like it's a bad show. I know we usually don't do this, but the Paul Giamatti looking character is Louis Mastello, and we apologize to him for. <laughs> he just looked like him in that in in the show. I know he kind of did. He um, was he was. I think Louis Mastello. For me, after Adam Scott was my favorite part of the show. He was, he's, his character Because he was in love with this old woman actress. Yeah. And just, essentially what happened with the old woman actress, her storyline's kind of funny. Because she calls in the cops because she thinks that there's a peeping Tom. And she's like, I get a lot of peeping Toms because I'm an actress. And she's like, but he seems to be here for a long time. And he has binoculars. And he's not looking at her. He's looking at the armed car the other direction. The bank the the other direction. So the cops find out, oh, this must be where they're hitting, going next. But two sets of cops come to this call. One, because they actually think this is relevant to the case. Like, they are actually, like, taking up the call and want to go help the woman. The other goes... And leaves the dead, the guy with the cadaver, the Paul Giamatti guy, leaves Adam Scott to go because he just wants to meet this actress lady. (laughs) He has nothing to do with the case. He just wants to meet this actress lady. (laughs) It's weird. Yeah. It's weird. It is weird. Um, So Adam Scott. Oh, you want to go back to him? Yeah, I think he did a good job here. I think... He was fine. I think of all of his roles... Of the last couple, at least. I would say this is him. Okay. Compared to his role in Bloodline, he was believable. He wasn't an extreme. He wasn't... Yes, his, his, his what he was involved in was weird, but he himself did not come off as a weirdo. 
um, just came off as a, as a kid with a lot of pressure on him and a lot of medical debts or medical school debts and believably nervous when, when you have a cadaver in your trunk and a cop stops you. Okay. I mean, I don't know. I, I can't speak on the comparison cause I haven't seen Hellraiser, but that makes sense. Can we talk about his hair for a second? Mm-hmm. Because we need to have our hair corner. Because I have to say, this is the shortest hair I've seen of his. But it's weird because isn't this just after Hellraiser? Well, okay. So we didn't mention this at the beginning. Uh, we skipped one uh, entry in his filmography. Because Ferris was like, this is not good enough. Uh, <laughs> so it's the last days of Frankie the Fly. Uh, and, you know, it's an hour and a half movie. And his role in it is racetrack valet. And I feel like I'd burn out if, I, if we kept doing that. So Ferris made the uh, executive I, decision that we weren't going to watch that. We weren't going to watch something where he doesn't have a name. Okay. And valet and racetrack valet seems seems like a safe skip. But yeah, it, it is close near Hellraiser Bloodline. It's this came out the same year. It's interesting how his hair game has progressed. So, like, NYPD Blue, he had the hair that we're used to now. And then Hellraiser was, like, Boy Meets World slash Dead at 21. Not Boy Meets... Boy Meets World when he's senior and not Griff. Honestly, Or Dead at 21. Honestly, I feel like Hellraiser was mostly a wig. You think it was a wig? Because that looked like Dead at 21 from the pictures that you posted. It did. Well, maybe his, like, long... Uh, greasy hair wasn't a wig. Yeah, that's what I mean. At the beginning, where he's, he's wearing aristocrat hair. Oh, that's obviously wig, but the long, the long yeah. hair looks like dead at twenty one or like senior from Boy Meets World. So explore plausible superpower of Adam Scott growing hair growing at a rapid hair. rate, yeah. but then he it's cuts like Harry it. Potter. Apparently, what? Harry Potter. Uh, Petun- and Petunia would keep cutting his hair because she oh, needed yes, it yes, and yes, yes, it would grow back the next okay. day. I was like, what are you talking wow, about? Wow, I thought you were... I just po- didn't understand I what you were trying were to reference. Potter, you know what, Ferris? You're I didn't... Not... You need to use words next time you try to make a reference. I did use words. I said like No, Harry you need Potter. to explain things. Oh! Uh, okay, well, can I finish? Yes. So it was interesting, like, how short his hair was. It didn't suit him. I dug his ha- uh, glasses, though. Ew. They were awful. They were great. I, they were hideous. Please don't ever buy those. I was a big fan of the giant square glasses. With yellow tinted lenses. He had yellow tinted They were yellow tinted lenses. I didn't notice that. I just saw giant ass glasses. They were awful. That's matter of opinion. No, it's matter of fact. <laughs> Do you have any more thoughts? Um, No. Not really. It was an interesting watch. I'm excited for the next one. We get to watch a Star Trek movie. I'm excited for that too. Defiant Con Officer. Does that come under your... He doesn't have an actual name? No. I, I mean, he he defied someone. That's an so, action. Oh, because there's an adjective. Yes. It must be that we can, we can watch it. Yes. Ah, gotcha. All right, and now that I understand, so so there's another one coming up where he plays young George. So we're good, or but fan at bar, we can't watch. 
Yeah. If it were rabid fan at bar, we could. Yes, exactly. But if it were fan at bar, we couldn't. No. Uh, he plays a, a a man named Scott in a girl. That must have been confusing for him. I think that's it. Thank you all for listening. Um, I hope you all are staying safe and healthy still during this quarantine that we will never come out of. Um, yeah. We look forward to talking to you soon about Star Trek. First Contact. Let's all pour one out for K-Cab and Jay Cuddy. It's too soon. Too soon. It's so sad. <laughs>